Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. We're not wasting any time this morning. We're getting right to the Irish Network's hotline. It is Johnny Majors Classic this weekend, and there's no one better to talk about Coach, Le- Coach Majors, his legacy, than VFL, Charles Davis. Mr. Davis, good morning, sir. Listen up now. Yeah. Coach Majors. Coach Majors, we're ready to go. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's, it's football time let in me Tennessee. See, let, me, let me see the look in your eye, young man. Look, look, look me in the eye. Let me see the look in your eye. See if you're ready to go. I miss that, man. Let me tell you something. I, I learned a lot about, forget football, learned a lot about life and lessons. And one of his favorite expressions was, listen to me, young man. You might learn something. I used to love that. <laughs> funny how many things run through your head when you think about the people that you learned from that taught you that cared for you even when they were kicking you in the behind so hope you hope all of you guys are well this is a fantastic event but what's even more fantastic is our balls are getting ready to play football again it truly is football time in tennessee let's get a w on saturday let's do it let's do it let's honor uh the the man the the legend um and coach majors and Let's go out here and, and get a win. Both programs um, just you know, mean so much to Coach Majors. He won a championship there at Pitt and then came home to fix Tennessee football, and he did that. Uh, with your help, uh, Charles, along with so many other great teammates of yours. Yeah, and, a lot uh, of others. Yeah, man, a lot, a lot of great players, a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of pride putting that power to you on. Um, as, you, as you go – about your day, Charles, being an NFL analyst for CBS Sports, working NFL Network, uh, just just doing the great job that you that you do. What are some of the things that that Coach Majors that he said to you that kind of run through your mind even today? Well, you know, it's funny that I read a quote, guys, a number of years ago, um, reading books about Vince Lombardi, the great coach of the Green Bay Packers, and finished up in Washington um, his last season before before cancer took him. And one of the quotes was from one of his former players, where he said, where the player told Jerry Kramer, who wrote those great books, uh, Instant Replay, and uh, uh, excuse me, I think it was Instant Replay and then Distant Replay, about the Packers in that time. He told Jerry, he said, you know, Jerry, I love my father dearly. Um, Absolutely. I didn't have any problems at all with him, he said, but he's been gone a long time, and I don't think of him every day. He said, but there's not a day that goes by that something that, Coach Lombardi said, did, what have you, doesn't run through my head. I think Coach Majors and, and all the great coaches that have ever been out there have a similar effect on their on their players and, and on, on the people who worked with them and for them. And you know, I was I was joking when I came on and trying to do my bad imitation of Coach Majors, but you know, you know, listen to what I'm saying, young man. You mm-hmm. might learn something. We always used to have periods, you know, at the end of practice in two a days, we would have our meeting in the evening. Back then, when we had the legit two days, and I'm not advocating going back to those days, guys, it's better for the players. But you'd be in there dog tired. You've been in pads twice a day. Blah 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 blah. We'd always have what we call the winning edge period. Small little things in football in the game to get the rules and the nuances, so that maybe it might pay dividends on on a, on a Saturday. You know. Yeah, you know, all those sorts of things. I mean, I could go on and on all day. You know, the things Tennessee people know, the game maxims that came from General Nealon that Coach Majors drilled into our head. I'm sure plenty of people who are 
in Big Orange Country saw the pregame speech before the Sugar Bowl in, in, in January of 1986, where Coach took everybody through the game maxims and you know gave us that last bit of confidence because we were double-digit underdog in that game. I mean, that team that we played was so loaded from Miami, but he was talking about you know how we win the ball game, when we're going to win the ball game, all those sorts of things. He used to talk about walking with a strut. He said, you know, it doesn't mean to be arrogant, but have that little bit of confidence. Well, you know what we call that today? We call it swag. Swag. And it's funny It's funny how that goes. So I could go on all day, as I told you, but there are a lot of different things. And, 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 and the last thing I'll leave you with is, as much as he loved football, he did actually care about your education. Now, he didn't want it to get in the way of uh, football. He wanted to be parallel. <laughs> but he did actually care about your education. He used to talk to me about the classes I was taking. and Sometimes he would just light up at something I was talking about in history. It's a particular favorite of his. So, Charles Davis, uh, VFL, analyst of CBS Sports, NFL Network. Um, Charles, a lot of guys that he coached, uh, to play at the next level. Um, a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches yeah. that he mentored um, that we see like now, like we see now uh, coaching in the NFL, uh, had great careers in college. I'm going to have Jackie Sherrill on a little bit later. Uh, he's gonna oh, be- please, t- please tell Coach Sherrill hello for me, please. Uh, I, I sure will. I sure will. And I, and I, you know, you know, when I was calling games, he was at Mississippi State. You know, during that time frame, and you give Coach Cheryl a big hello for me. Oh, I sure will. I sure will. I remember um, about it was five years ago. I was doing a show up in Johnson City, and it was it was Jackie Cheryl and it was Johnny Majors. And I remember telling someone, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Coach Majors on Jackie Cheryl." You know, at the eight o'clock hour, probably have him on for about thirty minutes, and they laughed. Now you like, have him on for two hours. Exactly. Exactly. They laughed. They're like, "Huh." Yeah, that's about to be the Johnny yeah, Major good, show good right there. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's about yeah, to be right. Johnny Major show, and it was. <laughs> it was legendary. It was an awesome show of stories and just the respect that Coach uh, uh, Cheryl has for Coach Majors. And every time that that Coach wanted to talk, you know, Jackie just Coach Cheryl just just stood back and let him and go. Just, just let him go, and it was. I mean, it was. It was un. Uh, it was unbelievable, man. It was great. I just Jake, Jake, I'm gonna make a prediction for you today. You ready? Yeah, yeah. If what you're you having mean? Coach Cheryl on when he talks about Coach Majors and you ask him about remembering him, etc. I'm gonna make a prediction. You let me know if I'm right. Okay. Okay. You ready? All right. I'm ready. At some point, Coach Cheryl is going to say that that John Majors was the best PR coach that he ever learned from. The guy who understood public relations, media promoting a program, things of that nature. Now, you let me know if Coach Cheryl doesn't say that, all right? I will. That's what he's going he's to tell you that at some point in that conversation, I'm willing to bet. And Coach Cheryl wasn't bad at it himself, but he said he learned, he said that's what he learned from, from that's one of the things he learned from Coach Majors. And I'm sure you'll talk about that legendary staff Coach Majors had at Iowa State with Coach Cheryl on it, and Jimmy Johnson, and Larry Lacewell, and you talk about all these other coaches, but, you know, the, when you talk about the people who went to the pros, who advanced to the NFL, players, coaches, etc., you know, Coach Majors wasn't easy on, on, on his coaches. You know, he wasn't easy on us as players, but he wasn't easy on his coaches. He coached the heck out of his coaches, and, you know, sometimes that could be, you know, a lot of people thought it might be heavy-handed. You know, I was at Tennessee, and you know, 83 through 86 as a player. I think it was 84, 85. The first time in Coach Major's career that he brought back an entire staff intact. 
Now, not all of them because he fired people. Some went on, as you noted, had other jobs in mm-hmm. advance, et cetera. But he never really had the same staff very often. And some people saw that as a negative. Others saw it as a positive, depending on why they left. But one thing that I did learn, and I still hear to this day when I talk to old-school NFL people, they always used to say, one thing, you know, we always love getting Tennessee players and Johnny Majors players because you guys know how to work. You know how to practice. We didn't have to worry about driving you and pushing you and all that. We just love to go and watch you guys go because you were very efficient in what you did. You competed hard, all those things. And that's a big reason why a good number of guys went on and had successful careers, whether they be coaches or players. And a lot of that came from Coach Majors and how he went about his work and the epic that he had. Charles, you played you play DB and Coach Majors coached that position. Uh, I remember up in yeah. I remember up in, I remember up in Johnson City doing doing the show. He was telling us a story when he was at Pitt, and <laughs> he's like Tony Tony oh. Dorset Tony Dorset had a had a long his first carry in practice. He took it he took it seventy yards. He was he was rolling, and um you know I was a guy I ran about a I ran about a four four seven um at that time and I was running right there next to Tony Dorset. I was like, wait a minute, coach, you was running that fast next to Tony Dorset uh in practice. He was like, Yep, you better believe it. <laughs> it was it was the funniest thing ever. And um <laughs> Charles give us give us some stories about when he would he would get into the drill with you guys and, and demonstrate. All right, Jason, I could give you a million of them. I'm gonna give you one. And one of the things about coach was you know, he actually believed he was running that four step. And that new year. I love how you, I love how you said it exactly how he would say it, Dorset. Yeah. Because he was Tony Dorset. For people who may not remember, he was Tony Dorset until he was a senior at Pitt. At Pitt, he asked to be called Dorset, and the family name is Dorset. It's kind of like Joe Theismann. Mm-hmm. If you go back to New Jersey, where Joe Theismann's from, and ask for the Theismans, everyone to give you a blank look because the real family name is Theismann. Oh. They changed it to Theisman at Notre Dame to rhyme with Heisman, and they were trying to get the Heisman <laughs> Trophy. Oh. So it was Tony Dorsett, and that's how Coach referred to him until, until the day he left him. But <laughs> I was in practice one day, and I kept messing up. I, I messed up a, a certain, certain play and coverage a couple of times. And, and you mentioned Coach Major. His specialty was defensive backs. That's what he did as an assistant. So the poor defensive backs coach, they used to, they used to tell us all the time, guys, keep that man out of our drills today. Don't mess up, please. <laughs> Because he comes down on me like he comes down on you. And, you know, if he's coming down on me, I'm coming down on you guys even harder. But I kept messing up. And whenever Coach Majors took his, his baseball cap that he wore at practice and his whistle, if he took either if he took them both and turned them backwards, <laughs> so the bill of the cap is now backwards, he'd take the whistle and throw it over his back so that it wouldn't get in his way. If you saw that, you knew he was going to demonstrate and he knew everybody was in trouble in that group. So I kept messing up, and he was barking at me. God, Charles, you're better than that. And finally, I was like, that's it, that's it. Get out, get out, get out. Let me show you how this. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> and he took the pad and turned it backwards in the whistle. And he went and said, run the play, run the play. Well, you know, in your mind, I'm 56. In my mind, I could run through the T. The truth of the matter is I pull a hammy trying about my third step. <laughs> but in your mind, you think you can still do it. Well, Coach, you know, he still thought he could get it done, right? So he was out there. He said, I'll, I'll show you how to run the coverage. <laughs> and they ran in. Of course, the speed of the play is just lightning. And he doesn't. He messes it up. <laughs> All right, darn it. Run it again. Run it again. <laughs> they ran it again. And, of course, he couldn't, he couldn't keep up. <laughs> he turned around, and as loud as he could, he said, Charles Davis? 
you have messed up that coverage so badly. And when he said messed up, he used a different word, okay? Yeah, yeah. You have blanked up that coverage so badly, no one can run it. And they just walked away. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, that that's that, that's great, Charles. I'm curious if you have any great uh, stories about Coach Majors from when he recruited you. You see these coaches nowadays, yeah. dancing in living rooms, or you hear about coaches rolling up their sleeves to help Mama wash the dishes. Any uh, great Johnny Majors recruiting stories? Well, the one he came to my house in, in New Paltz, New York, which is about an hour south of Albany, New York, two hours north of New York City, Mid Hudson Valley. And it's not a place that's highly populated. Back then, you know, you really had to make the circuit as a coach. You know, nowadays, I'm hearing all these stories about kids committing without ever visiting campuses, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ball game than it was back then. But anyway, he comes to my house, and that was a big deal. You know, my high school coach was there, and, and my parents, of course, and I think my high school assistant coach. And I mean, Johnny Major's coming to New Paltz, New York. I mean, my, my town was 3,000 people. I will guarantee you 2,990 of new coach majors was in town that night. I mean, that's just kind of how, how it was. And he sitting in my living room, and, of course, you know, whatever my mom put in front of him, he ate because that's what coaches do. And he's telling stories about watching my tape to, to let everybody know that he'd been watching me and really wanted me to come. And I committed that night. His visit was right before signing date. And I told him, hey, coach, I want to come to Tennessee. And... <laughs> He's sitting in this chair. You guys remember that big grin he had when he was really pleased about mm-hmm. something? You know, that big, old, that big old grin, and sometimes it turned out a little bulldog grin he had. Mm-hmm. And he bounds out of the chair. I, I, said, I said, Coach, I'd like to come to Tennessee. I'd like to, like to, like to be a volunteer. He said, you do? And I said, yes, sir. I'd like to be a volunteer. And he said, hey, darn it. And he hops out of the chair. And hugs my mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm not playing for Tennessee. That's you, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, bottom line is, in the old days, and I'm not sure it's still not that way in some, some cases, but yeah. in the old days, one of the top rules of recruiting was you better, but you better get in with mom. That's right. Because mom's going to make 95% of the decisions with son, even more so than dad. Because most kids are tied in with mom. If mom, if they're there, you better make sure you know what mom likes. And if mom doesn't like you, you're not getting him. So that's that right. was that used to be the kind of the old rule. And he hopped up and hugged my mom. That's right. That's, that's right. Like, now, Char- I'm the one coming. What about me? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Where's my hug? <laughs> Charles, you were a high school quarterback, right? I was. I was. Yeah, I was quarterback, punter, kicker. And a little bit of defensive back, but way more quarterback than defensive back. So did, did Coach Majors tell you that you could get a shot at quarterback at Tennessee, or did, did you know that oh, you were going to switch oh, to DB? recruiting. What do you think? <laughs> that, that you were told that you were going to get a shot at quarterback? <laughs> you, hey, hey, I can't slide one past you. You know, you know how the game is played. Exactly. Do you, remember, do you know how many quarterbacks were in my, my recruiting class? <laughs> no I mean, telling. There were eight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay? There's a junior college kid named Sam Aiello. There were seven other seven of us who were freshmen. I'm going to give you some names that are some pretty prominent names. Okay? My roommate, Tyrone Robinson, became a starter as a senior at outside linebacker. Joey Klinkscales from mm. Knoxville, Austin East, mm. became a, a starter and a heck of a player at wide receiver. Um, Tommy Sims. Started as a freshman, true freshman at Tennessee at corner, and later became a safety and, and went to the NFL. And he 
didn't tear up his knee in like game one of his NFL career, he would have been a heck of a player in the NFL, guys. Mm. Tommy was terrific. Terry Brown, an NFL official, became a four-year starter, a corner and safety. Um, myself, I mean, there, there weren't enough chairs in the quarterback room when we all went in there, right? <laughs> but Tony Robinson was in our class. Oh. There was also a young man named Tim Norton who was in our class who transferred, went to Oregon, and then other other parts across the country. I'm not sure where Tim finished up. But Tony Robinson was in our class. And you guys remember how Tony could throw the football. Oh, so yeah. I'll never forget being in drills. And back then, the freshmen came in. We had three days to ourselves before they let the varsity in to let us acclimate. And I think it was day two. And I threw one of the best balls. No, I threw the best ball I've thrown in my life. I can't even exaggerate. It was a comeback route, you know, 18 back to 15. And I threw it right on the spot. Timing was perfect. Bam, bam. And uh, Al Saunders was the the offense coordinator quarterback. Because, oh, that's a great ball, Charles. Beautiful ball. I was like, man, I was on top of the world. I was dog. (laughs) The very next person to throw was Tony Robinson. And that thing left his hand and went whistling through the air. And and I realized that ball that I threw was the best ball I'd thrown in my life. I put all my effort and intensity into it. And Tony did it as effortlessly as you and I roll out of bed. Well, at least when I rolled out of bed when I was 30, not when I'm 56. But anyway, I went, oh, boy, I am in trouble. And that afternoon in between practices, because that was a morning session, George Catablos, who was our defensive backs coach at the time, said, hey, come by and see me before afternoon practice. <laughs> and I went and saw him, and he said, you know something, I think you'd be a good defensive back for us, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, coach, I, I really still want to compete at quarterback. He said, absolutely, it's your decision, do whatever you want. So I went and got taped, got lunch, grabbed a quick nap, then went down to the locker room to, to get ready for afternoon practice. I got to my locker, guys. My face mask was different. My pads were smaller. My pads were bigger. My number had changed. And I went, hmm, I guess I made my decision to be a defensive back. I didn't realize I said that. That's right. And that was all she wrote right there. That was all she wrote. Uh, Charles, man, thank you so much for, for your time uh, this morning. I want to I ask you this uh, on the way out. I know you're super busy, and I'm just so appreciative of, of – you know, just the just the 15, 20 minutes that we have with you today. Um, Coach Majors is Tennessee, and Tennessee is Coach Coach Majors. Um, yeah. If if Coach Majors was was here with us today, um, and Tennessee and Pitt is getting ready to play, um, what would he say? Uh, you know, what would he say about his school, the school that he grew up loving, the school he you know left the national championship program to come back and coach, the school that he laid it out on the line for as a player. Uh, what would he say today about about this matchup between Tennessee and Pittsburgh? Well, he'd be he'd be beyond proud, as you know. And it'd probably take him about three hours to say it all. He'd give a speech like like Fidel Castro. Yeah, <laughs> where he'd give a good speech, and you know, people had to sit there for three hours to listen to it <laughs> because he'd have a lot to tell you. But I think ultimately, what it would come down to is something along the lines of family is what you make, right? You know, you can create family anywhere. You know, all of us who played at Tennessee, that every one of those guys in the locker room became our family, all right? We, we know that, right? Wherever you went, wherever you go, the bonds that you create, that becomes family for you. For him, that would have been Pitt, and, and he treasured those relationships. Tennessee was blood. Mm. It's a little bit different. Mm. 
It's where he grew up. It's where he went to school, where he met his wife. You can go right on down the line, right, where he started his family. All of those things. And for him to leave Pitt and to come home, blood had to bring him home. The bottom line family brought him home, okay? Because if you go back and look, check the records that Jackie Sherrill had right after Coach Majors. Not that Coach Sherrill wasn't a great coach. He was. But check the records. If Coach Majors stays at Pitt, I think he wins, it. I think he wins at least one more national championship. And Pitt came darn close with Coach Sherrill. They were loaded. He had to come home for a reason. He came home because of the blood part of the family. That's what Tennessee was for him. That orange blood that runs through our veins, mm-hmm. that was his. And it, and it ran through his veins until the day we lost him. So I think that's what he would think about this one. And let's face it, we're all going to miss him. And I'm just like the guy who played for Vince Lombardi. As that day goes by, I don't think of Coach Majors. That's just the way it's going to be until they close the lid on my casket one day. Wow. Wow. Charles, man, thank you so much for for your for your time this morning. Powerful, powerful, powerful as we celebrate Coach Majors this weekend, the Johnny Majors Classic, Pitt, Tennessee. Uh, so many great stories uh, about Coach Majors, so many passionate stories uh, about Coach Majors. I'm just glad that you were able to share some with us today. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you guys very much for having me. Let's go get them balls this weekend. Let's go get them balls going forward. Keep lifting up Coach Heupel and the brand-new staff. It's their opportunity to get us back to where we belong. And, Jason, congratulations to you, part of the Vol Network, bringing us the games. That is fantastic. I could not be happier. Absolutely could not be happier. It's exactly what we need for all of us who, who, who love, love Tennessee, love Orange. VFL on the mic. That's I'm right. loving it. You guys take care of yourselves. And don't forget to tell Coach Jackie and Wayne Cheryl that I said hello, old Jackie Wayne. I sure will. I sure will. Thank you, Charles. Bye, guys. Take care now. Thank you. Charles Davis, VFL, Charles Davis. Wow. Wow. I told myself last night, I said, man, don't don't be getting emotional, Swain. Don't be – you don't have Charles Davis on. You know how Coach Majors meant everything to to Charles. You're going to have Jackie Sherrill on and – you know, they coach together multiple stops. Man, don't, don't, don't be getting emotional this morning. We're going to have Chris Lowe on here at 815. And uh, Chris wrote the article uh, about Coach Sherrill uh, being the honorary captain for Pitt. And you know Coach uh, Majors has some, has some good stories that he shared with Chris Lowe. And Chris is going to share those stories. I mean, I know how much Tennessee means meant to – Coach Majors. And know how much Coach Majors means to Tennessee fans and to Tennessee. And I told myself, man, I ain't gonna get emotional. But boy, when you hear something like what Charles Davis was telling us, man, it's hard not to. It's hard not to get that lump in your throat. Uh, it's really hard because that is that is powerful. That is powerful. Thinks about him every single day. <clears throat> Lost his father. Doesn't think about his father every day. But thinks about Johnny Majors every day. Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. 
Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. With smartphones being such an integral part of our daily lives, it is truly an inconvenience when it doesn't work properly. It disrupts the normalcy of our day. When you go into the cell phone store to have it repaired, they just try to upsell you on a new phone. That's why the owner of iDrop, TKL, left those places and opened iDrop. His goal is a happy customer. TKL and the team will listen to what you have going on and work to solve the problem of your broken device in a way that best suits your needs instead of trying to upsell you on something that you just don't need. They don't just repair phones. They can service your laptop or PC as well as your Mac. Windows 7 support is over, but iDrop can help you transition to Windows 10. They have a five-star rating on Google with hundreds of positive reviews. Let me say that again. I don't think y'all understand how big this is. They have a five-star rating on Google. Their customer service really speaks for itself. So if you ever find yourself with a device that isn't performing as it should, give iDrop a call at 865-888-9740 or check them out on Facebook at iDrop of Knoxville. If man made it, they can fix it. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Good morning, Swain Event Crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market. And from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, 
and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. 865-255-03 is our number to the Iris Network's hotline. Our number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Uh, let's get to the hotline. And uh, let's get to uh, Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Well, let's not mess this thing up here. Let's, let's don't mess this play up. You guys come out of the box about as fast as, as number 11, uh, from 16 to 11, uh, at Alabama, 80 yards touchdown. I mean, you come out of the box fast. Don't mess this morning. That was good. It was really good. I, uh, Thank you, Turkey Man. You know, I, I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, when you, uh, when you, you dedicate a game, to someone you're supposed to win it. I was thinking, well, both sides will be doing it <laughs> because both of them have special. But the blood's got to win out on this. we got to win it because, of, because he is orange. And, uh, man, that's, uh, that's good. Make your eyeballs split. i just tell you what. Uh, makes you hard up this morning. And uh, you got a good start here. You got you, you went 80 yards right there on the first map. <laughs> so, uh, I get, I get out of here, but uh, that's, that's good, well. Thanks, Turkey Man. Um, man, Charles Davis, you know, I said, hey, Charles, when, when can you join us in the morning, man? Whatever time you can join us, the time you can join us, we're going to make everything uh, work for you. And 7 a.m. was the time, and boom, made it happen. And then Coach Cheryl, I talked to him yesterday, and he was like, it's funny because Charles said what he said about Coach Cheryl, um, and, you know, you can hear the excitement in his voice. Well, Coach Cheryl had the same exi- uh, excitement in his voice when I told him that Charles Davis was going to join the show. He was like, <laughs> Charles Davis, what, what year did he play? I'm on my computer right now. I'm looking at that right there. Charles Davis play? Oh, yeah, Charles Davis. So um, those guys definitely have a bond, and Coach Majors is the bond between those two. So I uh, look forward to having Coach Coach Cheryl on. And um, you know, Charles is right. I mean, that, that, that Pittsburgh team – um, the year after Coach Majors left, I mean, Jackie was still still uh, humming right along. Um, had a really good season. Um, his team, he was there. Uh, it was there three seasons, three or four seasons, and he went eleven and one each season uh, there and finished seventh in the country in nineteen seventy nine, uh, and then second in nineteen eighty. Uh, and then number four, uh, 1981. So Johnny Majors left left that cupboard 
full stocked. And uh, Coach Cheryl was able to have some success. But the thing that stood out from Charles Davis' comments is Pitt was family, but Tennessee was blood. Oh, man. Woo-hoo. That give you chills right there. Mm-hmm. That just gives you chills. So, um, Chris Lowe's going to join us at 8.15. Uh, Jackie Sherrill's going to join us at 9. Um, looking forward to – Looking to looking forward to you, uh, those conversations. Um, Adam says, like on the text box, got my tickets for Saturday. It's my birthday on Sunday. It's also my five year old son's first game. I don't know who's more excited, him or me. That's a that's a, that's that's a that's a win win right there. It is. That is a win win. Am I the only one? who listened to that interview and was reminded of why we gather around here from 7 to 10 every morning. Like, we don't do it just to do it. We do it because we love Tennessee. And it feels like over the last couple of years, we've kind of forgotten why we we gather around each morning, the Swain event family. I, I know it kind of pump some life into me in, in that sense of remembering why I kind of went into to the career path that I that I did because I wanted to be around Tennessee football all the time and why I do what I do and why I wanted to start my family here because I love Knoxville, I love Rocky Top, I, I love UT. Like it, it was a good reminder of 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 why we love Tennessee because Johnny Majors does embody Tennessee. Johnny Majors is one of the the folk heroes you always hear about. Johnny Johnny Majors is is one of the four on the Mount Rushmore of of Tennessee football. So that I I appreciate that interview for for that reason. It, it's been easy to forget why we love Tennessee over the last couple of years because everything that we've had to experience and and deal with and all the heartbreak and the apathy that has set in because of it. But that was a good reminder of, of why we love Tennessee and, and what makes Tennessee so special. No, for sure. Well said, man, for sure. <laughs> uh, Volstorm says, if we lose, I'm blaming McGee's birthday. Who was McGee? Uh, Jake McGee is a major league pitcher. <laughs> the other McKee says, I got a Chuck Rose on the smoker this morning for some poor man's burnt ends and listening to Charles Davis on the Swain event. Can the day get any better? Well, when those burnt ends are done, that's how the day can be better. But thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we're starting to show off with that heat of Charles Davis. Um, Sean Ree Baker says, great interview with Charles Davis, guys. Appreciate you, Sean Ree. L.C. Voss says, haven't heard of Tennessee's going to have an honorary captain, but it would be super cool if one of the uh, Johnny's younger brothers could do it. Yeah, I, I anticipate Tennessee is going to have someone to be honorary captain. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that Tennessee won't, won't do something uh, yeah. along those lines. I think uh, it would be cool if, uh, if Josh Heupel wore something similar to, to what Johnny Majors wore. The hat? Yeah, that that would be really cool. I, I think he should do that. I uh, I remember when Pat Dye, former Auburn coach, passed away, and 
that upcoming Saturday, I believe, or, or maybe it was just a game in general in which Auburn was honoring Pat Dye, but Gus Malzahn wore the same hat mm-hmm. that Pat Dye wore when, when he coached. I'd love to see Josh Heupel do the same thing. And that's significant because Gus Malzahn was visors. Yes. And he wore, you know, he wore a hat out of for respect for, for Pat Dye. And I remember, you know, I remember we've had different basketball coaches, you know, <laughs> throughout the years and, you know, Bruce Pearl wore the Ray Mears jacket against Kentucky and against Vanderbilt. Um, Conzo didn't do it out of respect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a coach could have their own reason for doing it or not doing it, but it, it, it could be for the same reason for, you know, respect. Coach Barnes doesn't wear the orange blazer, but he does it out of respect and, um, quite frankly, probably doesn't just doesn't want to, <laughs> and that's okay. But there's other ways that you can pay homage and um, show respect to the great coaches before you. Uh, Tina R says, "Love Charles Davis. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Tina." Uh, CJ and Belt Buckle says, "Great get. Charles Davis is always so positive, big time. Great get. Sound like we just got a commitment from a five star, five star guest in Charles Davis." Rodney and Austell ain't got no sense this morning. None. None. No chill, no sense. He always is on one. Always. He says, Coach Fulmer going to be the honorary coach for Tennessee, LOL. You ain't got no sense, Rodney. Johnny Dollar says, uh, boys, that interview was awesome. Charles Davis is the man. ATF VFL says Charles Davis sounds like a great dude. Uh, that's because he is one. Uh, he is... He is awesome, and he was so excited when he heard about uh, me being part of the Vault Network. He was he was pumped, and um, you know Charles Davis you know, started his career there at the Vault Network. And uh, man, I look up to Charles so much, and man, I try to I try to do a lot of things like like Charles. Man, uh, he's one of my mentors for sure. He he is one to to follow in the broadcast industry. I think that is something that that we forget in the midst of, of having him on a, as a former Tennessee Vol defensive back to, to talk about Johnny Majors in, in this game on Saturday is that the dude is the voice of Madden. The voice of Madden. There's only one of those. Millions of kids will go home from school today, turn on their PlayStation or Xbox, and hear Charles Davis's voice. Kids. How about people? How about co-hosts of the, morning shows? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't bought Mad this year's Mad. I do have last year's Mad. I, I was thinking yesterday that I that I need to fire it up and and get my my franchise going since the the Steelers and Titans play this this weekend. But new home, new responsibilities. I I am just overwhelmed constantly with work, whether it be at home or or actual. Work, but uh, I, I need to fire it up. I, I miss the days of going home, and the only worry I had after school was playing MLB The Show or, or Madden or NCAA football. But Josh Davis, the voice of Madden, yep. and he's the number two CBS color analyst, color commentator <laughs> after Tony yeah. Romo. Like, only Tony Romo is ahead of him in the pecking order at CBS when it comes to calling NFL games. As the the analyst, I can't I can't say color analyst or color commentator serious anymore. Because Turkey Man, Turkey Man, Turkey, no, it wasn't Turkey. It was man. Turkey? Oh, no, no. It was so- <laughs> they still listen. They have to remind who it was oh on the show. Oh my god, man. He, he owns up to it too. I wonder why you pause like that. I was like, oh yeah. I get nervous. Oh my god, that was 
so funny, man. That was so funny. Oh, my goodness. DC Files says, holy smokes, I hope this interview ends at 10. <laughs> hey, man, that would be great to sit there and listen to Charles tell us Johnny Major stories. I, we, could, I mean, we could do a whole show. I would be cool with that. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll have to try to reach out to Charles and next off season, see if we can get him on for a show. Man. Be an honorary co-host. Rodney and Austell says, Tennessee is broadcast you. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We can, we can claim that. Uh, Vestavia Vall says, CD is the class of Tennessee. Yes. Oh, man. Jamel says, color analyst, I'm dead. <laughs> the hesitation killed me. Yeah. Look, I'm, I was nervous. I, I, I don't know if somebody would would misunderstand. Well, all right, let, let's, let's, <laughs> let's provide some context to explain what happened because we got a lot of new listeners. So <laughs> one day we were talking about somebody being a color analyst, and the text box was just, was just, just active. And I was like, wait, this person was, like, upset that we called – the person, a color analyst, and he now he was black. He's like, no, he's he's. You don't have to call him color analyst. He just he just like everybody else. And um, I was like, wait, oh oh, I see why he's upset. <laughs> no, like the the title is really called color analyst. He provides color to the game. He explains the game from a football X's and O standpoint. You have the play by play guy. That's talking down the distance and kind of explaining the game, what you see here and there. But the color analyst talks about like, okay, this is what happened during that play. This is why that play worked. This is why that play didn't. It is really called like color analyst. Uh, and the guy was so embarrassed, and and uh, it was just it was just a really really lighthearted and fun moment. It really was, man. And and um. <laughs> now, now I get yeah. nervous. Yeah, it's a bit. That's <laughs> I get nervous. Being Every time I I have to say it, <laughs> I get nervous, especially when they actually are black. Charles Swain's technically a colored analyst on Rivalry Thursday. I am, I am color analyst, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's why I paused. I gave you the nod, which is the green light. Continue, Ben. It's okay. <laughs> you can say it. You go, go ahead, Ben. It's all right. All right. Let's go back to the phone. Uh, those were early in my days of like <laughs> having a microphone in front of my face man. too. Jamel says, y'all got to stop with, stop with this. It's too early. I'm crying. Real tears. Man, that's so, that was so funny. All right, let's go back to the folks. Uh, we've got Dave Tona and then Big Orange Mac. Oh, yeah. Let's get to Dave Tona, Big Orange Mac. Dave Tona, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, my friend. Wow, if you ain't awake after all that energy, jeez. You ain't got a pulse. Yeah, man. Ah. Uh, Turkey man hit it, hit it on the on on the hit the nail on the head. Uh, that was a great way to start off the show. It was um, it was it was definitely a, a tone setter. Yeah, my wife was asking me about it, and I was explaining. I said I told her who Johnny Majors was and and uh, why I like him so much, and and told her that you know growing up up in Pittsburgh, he was the coach there, and then became a Tennessee fan and he was a legend there and uh 100% believe 
the way that we honor Coach Majors is by the blood winning. I hope our boys are psyched and ready to go out and represent. So he was the coach at Pitt when you were growing up in Pittsburgh? Yes. How Just how big of a, a deal was he, or, or do you remember him being when he was coaching there at Pitt? Oh, Coach Majors was Pittsburgh. Oh, man. Daytona. There we go. Daytona, say that again. You cut out on us. You cut out, you cut out Daytona. Say it again. People in Pittsburgh were were very blessed with the fact that they they had a lot of longevity with coaches and awesome coaches. Nineteen seventy three to seventy six, man. National championship built a, a program that still was a top five program, champion contending program even after he left. Uh, when Coach Jackie Sherrill took over, um, phew, built Tennessee back. Took some time, but built Tennessee back and um, put Coach Former in a position to go win some, some you know, some big time games and win a championship and compete for championships in other years. Um, you know, Coach Major's record would have been a whole lot better if he chose just family over blood. Because he had a stacked team there at Pittsburgh. Um, but, wow. Wow, wow, wow. The uh, impact that he has on so many fans and former players is amazing. Go ahead, Ben. No, just uh, Dave Toner wanted to call back in and finish his answer since his phone was cutting out. So, okay, Dave Toner, the floor is yours. All right. So, Coach Majors was a big deal. Coach Majors was a big deal in, at Pitt. Uh, very well-respected. Uh, you see, by the by the teams that he had, he was a heck of a recruiter. He uh, uh, he was everything at Pitt that he was at Tennessee. I mean, the man never changed, and uh, you know he was he was well regarded in in Pittsburgh as as a head coach and around the community and who he was and what he did for Pitt. Uh, the same as Tennessee, the same as Tennessee. The one thing I, I mean, I never met him. But the comparisons from Pitt to Tennessee, the man was true to who he was, and uh, he was an all-around good guy, great guy, great coach. But it was uh, it was exciting hearing Charles Davis, a, a ex-player, speak so uh, highly of him. And uh, you know, I'm just excited. I just really, really hope that we come out, we're fired up, and we go out there and. Uh, we honor him with a win. For sure. Thank you, Daytona. Uh, let's get to Big Orange Mac. Mac, good morning. Good morning, Jay Swizzle. Good morning, Ben Jammin. Uh, first of all, there isn't a better representative of the University of Tennessee than Charles Davis. Facts. Nope, not even close. I mean, the, the, he, I, mean it's, I can't even put it into words, man. Uh, he's a fine example for any young man to look up to. And don't get me wrong when I say somebody's going to hear me say this and and run it and – anyway, uh, he's a fine example for any young black man to look up to. Oh, 100%. Yep. And uh, it, 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 Charles, if you're still listening, uh, we appreciate you. And uh, I always listen to you 
on Saturday mornings over here when you're on with Coach Doug Matthews as well. Uh, please continue to be a fine representative of the University of Tennessee. And uh, and he ain't ashamed to let folks know on the broad national broadcast where he went to college at. Always so repping. Keep doing that. Always repping. Harley home, but always repping. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, Coach Majors, uh, which I've been watching a whole lot longer than y'all have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, Coach Majors is is, is Tennessee. Uh, I, told, I think I've shared with y'all when I met him at a coach's clinic. And, man, it, it was just like I, I'd never met the man before. He'd never met me. And he stood there and talked to me for a good six or seven minutes and asked me was I enjoying the, the clinic and asked me how old I was. And, and he said, that's a good, that's good. Young man, your age getting into the uh, coaching profession and, and you, you might be a college guy. And I don't know. I don't think I'd be that, but uh, <laughs> a very encouraging, uh, you know, words to say to me. And, you know, his former player, Anthony Hancock was standing there. So I was in hog heaven. I had two former all American University of Tennessee football players and a coach talking to me mm. like they had known me for a hundred years. That's just the type of man he was. Uh, he and if you go back and look at his coaching tree, not only with Jackie Sherrill, but with Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, uh, when he was at Arkansas, uh, I I think Barry Switzer and, and Jimmy Johnson was players, and Jackie Sherrill was a coach. A, a, a coach, then Cheryl followed him to Iowa, followed Johnny to Iowa State, then yep. at Pitt. Uh, and a funny what makes me always laugh, uh, you know, Joe Pa thought Jackie Cheryl, Barry Switch, and Jimmy Johnson was the scourge of, of college coaching back in the 80s. He despised them. And, uh, well, I think that's kind of a knock at Johnny because they learned, they learned a lot from Johnny. Uh, but uh, it, I, I just I I hope everybody shows up Saturday. I, I need the student. If there's any students listening, get wake your butt up, get to the stadium, make some noise. We need that Virginia Tech atmosphere when they played North Carolina. We went uh, the comments from uh, uh, Pitt's coach. Well, you know he kind of downplayed the stadium and the crowd and all that. Show up, show out. I'm challenging everybody. If you if you're able to go, show up and show out. Let's make it like it was in uh, 2015 when we played Oklahoma. Let's do it. Let's get it. For Give sure. Y'all have a great day and go big on. Hey, thank you. I know that's what Coach Majors would want. He would want that atmosphere to be electric. He would want it to be electric. So, um, thank you so much for for the phone call there, big big orange Mac. Um, Really, really appreciate appreciate you calling in, man, because I know it's an hour earlier there in the mid-state. So uh, thanks for the phone call. Mac, um, Volin South Carolina says, or, or Volin SC says, uh, met CD, Charles Davis, at Orlando Airport a few years back, chatted for a few minutes, such a down-to-earth guy. was like talking with one, with one of the guys, UT icon, uh, Big Daddy Mike says, love the interview with Charles Davis. Also, uh, did you know that Jay Graham is on the staff at ETSU helping his old friend Randy Sanders out? I did not know that. I did not know that one. 
I know Jay had stepped away from Alabama to deal with some personal issues, and he was vocal about that publicly on social media, saying that he needed to step away and focus on his mental health. But I, I had not seen where he was helping out, helping out at ETSU. No wonder Tennessee, or I should say ETSU, took care of uh, Vanderbilt on Saturday. It's because uh, Jay Graham was on the staff. There's an article on News Channel 11 there. appears that it's in Johnson City. Forgive me for not being up to date on the, the news stations there in Johnson City, but... Uh, VFL former NFLer Jade Graham making impact on Bucks coaching staff. Says, how about that? Uh, Randy Sanders says I was able to convince him to come over here and stay in the game. And whenever you have a special teams coach that's been to several big schools, that's a good thing. There's not many ways that could be a negative for you. For sure. So Jade Graham coaching special teams at ETSU. Good, good for Jade Graham. For sure, man. Uh, K.Y. Vall says Peerless Price, in my opinion, is right there with Charles Davis. All right, K.Y. Vall. Uh, Brown Vall says, just now I got to listen to Monday show. Thank you for having Joe's back. Uh, to many people hating on one game, GBO. Oh, no doubt, just one game. Uh, I get better, though, but one game. Concrete Vall says I had the same thing happen. Someone actually got uh, PO'd at me for saying color commentator. They thought I said colored. I explained that it the same way y'all did. They refused to listen and said I shouldn't shouldn't say it. LOL. Hey man, you just gotta, gotta disengage, man. You gotta disengage, man. If folks don't want to listen and learn, you gotta let them let them let them be ignorant. Uh James GBL says, Can we see that interview to the team to listen to Saturday morning during breakfast? Great job, guys. Much love. Listen, we got a lot of people around around this program. Um that could share how important this game is, the significance of this game, and what it means for both programs. Obviously, Coach Majors means the world to us. Uh, he's from Tennessee, bleeds Tennessee, but he's also he also means a lot to Pittsburgh. Now, last night, Tennessee Prime, we had Tyler Barron and Kay Mays, and they knew the significance of this of this game. They knew the significance of, of, of Johnny Majors uh, and the impact that he had on this program and what he means uh, to football fans. And um, I know Kay Mays knows for sure. Uh, his father, Kevin, playing at the University of Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, I know those two guys know. Uh, but you understand those guys, you know, lived in Tennessee before coming to the University of Tennessee. Yeah, this is the same football team that, Going into last week, I think Josh Heupel said it on his first Vol Calls appearance of the season that over the course of, of fall camp, because there are so many new guys on the football team and so many new coaches, so many people that have never been to Tennessee or are unaware of, of Tennessee's traditions that they had to show videos throughout fall camp showing – the power T opening up and the players running through and the vol walk and, and Rocky Top and uh Coach Heupel said that they they went back and watched old games to to show the significance of Tennessee football history. Obviously didn't sit down for three hours and watch 
an entire game, but showed clips of the great games in Tennessee football history. So uh, your Cade Mays and, and your Tyler Barons, they definitely know who Johnny Majors is. And I would imagine uh, the, the other players who aren't as familiar with Tennessee were coached up on, uh, on Johnny Majors and, and the impact that, that Johnny Majors had at Tennessee. Because like you said, Swain, there are a lot of support staff members who are very familiar with, with Johnny Majors. For and sure. they're not going to, to let his legacy not be remembered correctly or, or players be unaware of, of the impact that he had. So I, I would fully expect Tennessee as a team to, to fully embrace the significance of this weekend in addition to playing a football game. Big, bad, voodoo Nate says, Charles Davis doing the Titans pregames. That's the only reason I watched him. He has such a great calming voice and is so knowledgeable. Uh, Vol Hobbit says that Charles Davis interview had me in my fields this morning. Love hearing stories about Coach Majors. I was born the year uh, former took over, so didn't get to experience Coach Majors, but have heard stories from my dad. He was a true Vol legend and is very missed. Uh, Brent from Chat says, obviously want to see Danny White here long term because that would mean he's successful at Tennessee. But should something happen, I would love to see Charles Davis in the AD role uh, here. Jennifer Morris um, says that she was listening to the show um, this morning, and uh, she had to do some, some labs this morning, and the nurses in the labs are now hooked Shout out to the new listeners. <laughs> hey, nurses, the real heroes. Thank you so much. Uh, Landon Landon says Hyatt will, will, capital letters, get 100 yards this Saturday. Redemption will be had. Um, he'll have opportunity. I think they'll need the receivers. Um, I think we'll need the receivers to, to make some big plays, whether it's one guy getting over, over 100 or if it's a collective group. Uh, I think the receivers are going to play a big part in this game. If Tennessee's going to win, you get uh, Jimmy Callaway back, and so he's one of Tennessee's top two or three receivers, and um, it's going to be big for, for Joe, man. He got to play he play good. Pitt, Pitt's no slouch. Uh, Pitt's a good football team. Um, Very impressive. It's a, reason why they're, it's a reason why they're favorite. It's a reason why I said they, they would be favorite this summer. Um, it, it's a reason why. So Tennessee certainly has to come out and play a whole lot better. And, um, you know, I, I think there are a lot of things that we saw last Thursday will be will be corrected. But Pittsburgh's going to make corrections too. I mean, they, they put their pants on the same way as we put our pants on. Uh, so they own scholarship as well. It's going to be a good game. 865 255 Hour 2 is coming up. We'll talk to Chris Lowe at 815. Stay with us. <laughs> 